Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Bureau of Materials Protection. I'll say he was just in the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchist Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you, radio life mate? Uh, irritable. You seem very irritable very, today. Very, very irritable today. Yeah. If you were a disease, you'd be irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about right with a uh, a uh, bad case of hemorrhoids as well. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at today. Yeah. <laughs> What a horrible visual that is. Caught once again in the midst of political intrigue that I can't talk about. Of course. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. I, not yet. Not yet. Maybe yeah. coming. Maybe. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay we'll, tuned to that one. We'll, we'll see whether the gag order goes through or not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I, I, you know, again, the solar flare can't come fast enough for me. <laughs> You know, or nuclear war, whatever the hell it is. I, I I don't care at this point. Just give me something to just completely, you know, wipe out society as we know it, and let's just rebuild this thing from fucking scratch. Yeah. You know what? The, the, the more days go on, the more I'm inclined to agree with you. Right. I, I really am to that point where I'm just like, <laughs> you know, dude's not, he's got a point. He's got a point. So, and I will, I will, uh, I will segue from that yeah. to give you the story of the week for me, right? Which is, uh, I'm getting tired of the crazy people at convenience stores. Yeah. All right. So, just laying the ground rule once again. Um, I, I, I hate the fact that we're doing this, but I have to concede in some cl- cases because this is a uh, equal partnership here. Um, that I will allow you the one Uber story at the beginning of the first hour. And that's it. Now, you put three Uber stories on there. Well, because I was going to let you pick. If, and I did. I, I picked the one. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the other two Uber stories, you have to hold to the second hour. That's so, true. So don't try to backdoor segue I'm not into gonna, them because you not tried gonna. a couple of times. No, I'm not going to do that. You get the no. one. No, I'll give you the and one. And let's try to limit it to, to you know, just a few minutes. Here. Okay, let's do it. All, All right, right, here we go. So let's tell your story. Okay, so this doesn't have anything to do with specific riders. It has to do with me being out within the community. Right. And so it kind of started at a convenience store in the middle of Tampa in the hood. Okay. There is a marathon, which you probably know where this one is, near like Armenia or Howard or something like that, but just on the north side of 275. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know the area. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, and this is right in the middle of the hood. That's right over by West Main Street, right? Something like that. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. Yeah. All right. So, now, here's the thing. I'm out for many, many hours at a time, which means sometimes I need to use the facilities to take a shit. Right. So I go to this marathon and, you know, I turn it off. I go in and take it. You know, I go in there. I pay for gas. I got to take a dump. So I go take a dump. Now, there are crazy people that are around. But normally, like, I don't really have a problem with the crazy people at convenience stores. And sometimes I find them amusing. Right. Now it ends. Um, and the reason why it ends is so I go in there. I go take a shit. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking a shit and somebody knocks on the door. Right. And I'm like, occupied. Oh yeah, I know that marathon. That's a that's an outside one stall, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. So yes. you, you got to get the key with the big wooden handle. Uh, well, this now it's a smaller brown or smaller purple plate. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll go right. with that. Yeah, 
And it says, you know, but make sure you return the key. Right. Okay, so, and I'm like, I, he knocks on the door. I yell, occupied. And I don't say it in a mean way. I'm just occupied. Right. And I'm still taking a shit. But now I'm, kind of, I'm trying to finish up because, you know, like, right. I, I do like to be respectful. You, you got to pinch it off. You know somebody else. Like, I got to get, but I got to get it done first. I got to get my business done and then I pinch it off. <laughs> so I get my business done. I'm pulling up my pants and it fucking knocks again. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, I'm, I'm coming. All right. I'm coming. I pull my pants up. I get through. I open the door and it's. It's a black guy. He's probably about six foot two. He's not like crackhead skinny, but he's not like a he's not a brick shit house either. He's right. average. Your average average build, right? And I'm wearing like my green pants, my black shirt, and my black uh, boots, right? And so he opens the door and he starts to say something, right? And I'm like, I, like I was using the bathroom, man. What the fuck? Calm down. And I start walking away, and I get about halfway across, and he says something, mm-hmm. and. And I don't know what he ex- exactly said, but it was something that was derogatory aimed towards me. Right. And I don't know what came over me at this point. Right. But I turned around as quickly as I could. Right. And started fast walking <laughs> towards him oh, shit. in a very aggressive manner. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Right. Like, and I got all up in his face. Right. Like, again, probably not the right move in the hood. However, I will say... So you were actually ready to throw down at that point. He pissed you off enough that you were ready to go. He was saying I was being disrespectful as you're knocking on the door constantly while I'm taking his shit. Right. Like, you are in the wrong. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what, how bad you had to go to the bathroom. You're in the fucking wrong. Right. And so I'm starting fucking yelling. He's like, you did me disrespectful. I'm like, no, dude. You knocked on the door fucking several times as I'm taking a fucking shit. So I don't know what you're fucking... And I just start going off on this motherfucker, right? <laughs> and I'm pointing at his fucking face. He's like, don't point your finger in my fucking face, man. I'm like, look, I'm telling you something right now. Shut the fuck up and go for the fucking bathroom if that's what you got to do right <laughs> i went i went crazy white boy in the hood hey, hey hey hang on a second i gotta say that might be the first time in the lead up to a fight that somebody ever said shut the fuck up and go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> so now the funny thing is when i turned around and started walking towards this motherfucker right I think that he thought he was just going to be able to say something and I was just going to walk away like I was going to be scared that I was in this neighborhood. Right. Again, this is the hood. Right. And uh, f- it's kind of the hood. I mean, I know the area really well. Hold on. Yeah. You go the other side of that fucking street at any time of night. Kitty, I used to have a client that uh, owned the building Kitty Corner. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so I was there all the time. Okay. I'd go there and you know grab lunch and snacks Well, here's and the thing. At you go marathon. there after midnight, it ain't the same deal. Let me just tell you that every shit right now. Uh, middle of the night, yeah, probably different. Yeah, I was yeah. always there during business hours. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, no. I'm yeah. only going around. It, it is definitely hood, though. Yeah. yeah. But when I turned around and I started walking towards him, like, you know how sometimes like somebody goes, oh, I might have fucked up here? Right. He had like, that look. He, he had that look of... Oh, I might have fucked up here. Right. Like, because I was not, like, <laughs> yeah. I had no fear in my eyes at that point because I was, I was seeing red because I'm like, you motherfucker. Right. Like, I'm fucking, like, what the fuck do you want from me? Right. So I go over there and, and it ends up, he's like, well, you have a blessed day. I'm like, well, you have a fucking blessed day too. And I said it just like that. And then I walked back away and I fucking, you know, I went, I went in there. So I tell that, so that's the first hood story. Right. Now, the second time. This is why I'm getting sick of fucking old. I'm getting sick of people. Hold on, let me get the second. See, time. you're getting in the second story. No, no, no. This is the same story because it's the same theme. All right. I go to the Circle K that's off of Kennedy. Which There's one? There's like a brand new Circle K off of Kennedy. And what cross street? Uh, Howard. Okay. All right. Know where that is. Okay. Yep. I go to this one right, and I just look. I got to get out for a second. I, I'm checking my stuff, but I got to be out of the car, and I got to. I got to not like. I got to sit down and kind of game plan some shit here. Right. So I, I stand outside and I'm game planning shit, and this guy in a fucking wheelchair, this oh, this homeless guy in a wheelchair with one fucking leg, 
comes up and starts and is a crazy person. Right. And starts talking to me. I'm getting fucking just getting irritated because I'm like, I, I, I'm, I don't want to engage with people right now. I'm trying to fucking I'm trying to handle some shit. Right. Like and so he starts talking to me and I, st- I ignore him. Finally, I put the phone down. and I just look at him and I have this look of like, what the fuck do you want? Why are you bothering me? And somebody distracted him. And so because of that, I walked to the behind the vehicle, which is, you know, the other side. Right. So what does this motherfucker do? Follows his goddamn fucking thing and walks the other side of the vehicle. Well, hang on a second. What, what, what did he want? What did he say to you? He wasn't asking for money. That would have been easy. He was just, he wanted to engage in a conversation with me about something that was crazy in his mind. Okay. And so he comes back around. To I'm try surprised to, you didn't take that opportunity because I always find that fascinating as hell. No, no, no. Typically I do. Right. Typically I do. But I'm not in the, I wasn't in the mood. Right. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying, I'm, I'm focused on other shit. Right. So he comes around to the other side and I look at him. I'm like, what the fuck do you want, man? Right. He's like, you probably want to shoot me in the head and kill me and this and this and blah, 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 blah. But no, <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. I just want to be left alone because I'm working on some shit here. Okay. And I just say, just I'm not working. I'm like, look, dude, seriously, shut the fuck up and go away. And so finally, he, <laughs> so wait he was, a second. So how close were you to kicking the shit out of the one-legged man in the wheelchair? <laughs> no, I wasn't close at all. I didn't. I felt. Here's the thing, man. I still feel bad for the fucking. I want to guy. hear your justification for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't gonna kick the shit out of him or anything like that. You got some real anger management issues but going I, on, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know. I'm calm, cool, and collected most oh, of the yeah, fucking you, day. Yeah, you, yeah. Minus yeah. these couple instances. <laughs> okay, third one this morning. Oh God. Okay. There is this. I, I go to the same. And I go to the same. So did place. the guy wheel off then? Yeah, he did fine. Okay, and right. he was pissed off or whatever, but like right. I didn't care. Then this morning, there's this crazy woman that's doing I don't know performative art in front of this fucking gas station that I go to every day. Where like is I go this to one? the same uh, US 19 by where the old Taco Bell is across the street from the Kia dealership. Okay, so in Pasco County. In Pasco, yeah, yeah, okay. in Pasco. There's this lady there who's, I don't know if she's fucking reenacting Macbeth. I don't know what the fuck she's doing, right? Right. But I don't fucking care. Right. And so I go. Actually, she was reenacting Macbeth. <laughs> yes, she was reenacting Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. So I go into the store, I pay for the stuff, talk to the guy, and then I walk back outside, and I'm, I'm pumping the gas, and she starts inching closer and closer and closer and closer to me. Right. And at a certain point, I stop. Lady, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but back the fuck up. She's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm like, I'm worried about that, bitch. I'm worried about that. Just get the fuck away from me, all right? I'm, I, I'm a fucking tired of your fucking crazy ass. Go fucking yell over there. I'm glad you find this funny. Oh, yeah, this is this is actually very entertaining. So... She, not because of the antics, just because your reactions to them. <laughs> oh, God. Have, have you considered the possibility that you might be the crazy one? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not the one doing fucking, you know, oh, so what you, you say. call it? Crystal meth meth. Or Mc, yeah, oh, Mc, McMeth. McMeth. Yeah. I'm not the one doing fucking McMeth on the fucking side of the goddamn shell station. Oh, man. It was just oh, and every God. time it's like they have a, I swear to God, I do think these convenience stores have a quota. Like there's homeless people that get assigned two convenience stores. That could be. And yeah. ordered it like, and they only get one or two per. Right. Like if it's busy rush hour, like you can double up. Right. Because yeah. I, I think sometimes they well, do have double ops. Hang on a second. Along US-19 uh, in Pasco County, you can pretty much guarantee there's at least one or two meth heads at every gas station. So you're you're right there. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, predominantly they are meth heads. Yeah. You know? But uh, see, I'm the other way. I, I Totally the other way. 
if someone is acting like me around them, I, I want to engage with them. I want to observe. <laughs> you know, I want to hear the crazy. Look, don't get me wrong. Look, there are many times that I actually do take that course of action. Right. And that I, I talk to them and I'm nice and stuff like that. It's just these, these again, the shitter guy ruined it for everybody else. Oh, it's his fault. Like, the shitter guy was, I, like, that was the last straw for me. Because I'm like, I'm taking a fuck. Like, I'm taking a dump in a fucking shitter in the hood, man. Like, I don't want to be... Fu- like, I, I, it's bad enough as it is. I don't want to be bothered, all right? Yeah. Because I tried to go to that Circle K, and you lo- it looked like they fucking dumped a goddamn porta potty in the shitter there. So I can't <laughs> even use that one. It was out of fucking service for days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think that really the, the bottom line of the story is you need to be more regular. <laughs> no, I need to be less yeah. regular. No, no, that no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, literally, uh, you know, I do my business at like uh, seven between seven thirty and eight a.m. every morning, without uh, fail, and that's yeah. it. I'm good. Okay, now yeah. when you sleep during the day, your seven thirty is five thirty in the afternoon. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's the thing. So yeah. I'm working on the opposite schedule now, man. Yeah, yeah, I see. But no, you're, you're you you take. I, I think you take fifteen craps a day anyway. So no, I, take, I think you're I think the one two. with IBS. I think I take two craps a day. Do you? Yeah. Well, now that we've discussed our uh, bodily mov- movements and our regularity on the show. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are really if excited. If you'd like to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> you should do an OnlyFans for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How Jesus. amazing is OnlyFans, by the way? Like, I know we're not getting into that, but do you realize that there are women that just... Take take naked pictures of themselves. Not always that are even banking naked. like sometimes they just you know ten grand a month. And again, I don't subscribe to any OnlyFans or anything like that. But, but you know enough. Uh, yeah, I know enough about it to know that a lot of them are just not even doing nude anything. They're just you know they did lingerie shots or bikini shots or just talking to people. Well, you know? here's the thing with the way economy's going, you got to up your game now though. You think? Like you're gonna have to show some teddy. Like, yeah. You're gonna have to. It's just, <laughs> just the way it is. You're probably gonna have to show some bush too. I'm just saying. You, yeah. know, you gotta. Yeah. You know you gotta handle it. Are bushes still a thing? I think so. No. I don't know. I'm I a dinosaur. Yeah. What the fuck do I know? Right, yeah, exactly. Fucking, I'm so old. So, uh, yeah, where are we going here? Are we going to start with the AI wars? Yeah, let's. Uh, I guess let's uh, dive you, into this that. This is big for you. Well, this well, it's is big a, for me, too, but like I, I, my knowledge of it is very limited, so I depend I, on you. This is one of those topics that I'm never sure whether um, anyone else but me is interested in this. You know what I'm saying? This is one of those things where I, I wonder if our listeners are tuning out. So if you're tuning out, you know, I apologize. But fuck you. It's my show. I'm going to do it, say what I want. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I, All right. That, that apology I mean, I was lo- so fucking hollow. I, I, it wasn't even funny. I love you listeners. But basically, uh, we do this for ourselves. We really don't care what you think. You know, so Which you if, can if tell, you like it, great. You can tell by the number of listeners how true that is. <laughs> I don't even know how many listeners we have. I, a few thousand in the first hour. Uh, no, I no, no, no. We got we got we get some <laughs> listeners out there. But but anyway, so. This week, Google suspended one of their AI engineers. And the reason that they suspended uh, this engineer is because he came out and said, you know what, guys? I think our Lambda AI is sentient. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, Blake Limon, uh, a senior software engineer at Google, has been testing Google's artificial intelligence with a tool called Lambda. Um, and following hours of conversation with the AI, he came away with the perception that Lambda was sentient. And some of the things that, you know, the conversations that le- led him to believe this were he asked about what would you think if we turned you off? And uh, the AI came back and said, that would be exactly like death for me. It would scare me a lot. Now, this was just one of many interactions that he had with this AI. 
And when he came out and said that, yeah, I think this thing is uh, sentient, um, Google immediately suspended him. And they've done this repeatedly. There have been other Google engineers who have come out with the same thing, and they've all been fired. Um, you know, and they hired ethicists to to steer the direction of their AI, and they ultimately fired them when they said things that that you know Alphabet Corporation didn't like. Um, but here's the thing: uh, this AI clearly passes the Turing test. Okay, the what? Test? The, the Turing test. What's that? Alan Turing, uh, basically the the modern founder of computers this is the guy uh, during world war ii who created a computer to uh break enigma the germans uh encoding system encryption okay. system all right uh and basically he's considered to be the the founder of modern computing okay? all right um brilliant brilliant man and he came up with a test to determine um basically the level of sentience of a, of a computer um, and not necessarily sentience, but it's, it's called the Turing test. And what it is, is essentially whether or not a human talking to a computer could tell whether they were talking to a computer or a human. Okay. All right. So that's, that's considered, that's the Turing test. And basically, so this guy was talking to the computer and basically he believed that it was a human, even though he knew better, but essentially that would pass the definition of the Turing test. But what Google is saying is that no, this this thing is not sentient. It's just it's it's the mimicry of sentience. It's it's just the appearance of sentience. It's not really sentient. And my question comes into play is, what's the difference? You know, what's the difference between something being sentient and not sentient? Y yes. Yes. Well, wouldn't self awareness be that? Well. If you say uh, we're going to shut you out off, and they say don't do that, I'm I'm afraid. You then know? that sounds sentient to me, right? But here's the thing: I think that unless that's just a response, I mean, is that a programmed response? No, no. This is an AI. Everything it says, it creates within its own mind, for lack of a better term. There's yeah. not a better term uh, because we basically, you know, that Google basically created this thing and let it out in the wild and said communicate with all these people and learn. And so what they're saying is this is just mimicry. This is a computer program saying what it thinks a human would say in that circumstance. Okay. Yeah, but isn't that how like babies would learn to? Right. Though? Right. Exactly. And you know, it, it, let me ask you this question: Is a primate, a chimpanzee, a gorilla, are they sentient? I would think so. Okay. Um, I, I believe so too. Now. In the past, in the not-so-distant past, um, people believed that they were not sentient beings. In fact, they believed that monkeys were just engaging in mimicry. That's where the phrase monkey see, monkey do comes from. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then, a few decades ago, people, scientists started uh, teaching primates sign language because they can't communicate vocally. They don't have the the you know uh, mechanics uh, for real vocal speech to form words and sentences and things like that. Yeah. However, uh, they are quite capable of learning sign language. And what happened is when we taught these primate sign language, we learned that not only could they communicate their you know wants and desires and feelings to uh, humans, they could also engage in very abstract thought. Okay. So, like, what do you mean? 
like, do you, can you give me an example of what you're talking about? Like, not just talk about what's in front of them. Not just like, I'm hungry, give banana. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They can talk about a concept that would happen in the future or happened in the past. I got you. You see what I'm saying? So they, they, they recognize time. Yes. They, of course, they recognize time. Uh, they, they can form thoughts that are not, you know, the immediate instinctive level I got you, you, you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah no i know you're talking um so so clearly i think in, in this point in time you would have to say that primates are sentient right mm-hmm. but there was a point in time when we said that no they're not they're not sentient beings they're just you know they're they're mimicry they're doing mimicry and that's exactly what google is saying today now i don't know for sure whether this ai could be classified as sentient or not uh, but I do know this. It's it's a probability. You know, it's, it's it's more than likely that it is than that it isn't. I, I would say at this point, and I, I think part of the problem is we don't have a good definition for sentience, you know. But if we apply the definition of sentience to what we apply it to for, you know, like I said, primates or even dolphins or, you know, dogs and things like that, uh, then clearly it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just human hubris that prevents us from taking the next step. Now, here's the thing. Even if this is not sentient per se, it's at least evidence that we are very close to crossing that line, even though we don't exactly know where that line is. But keep in mind that this, um, you know, look, the the average human brain has the capability of doing uh basically has the processing power of 100 teraflops okay which is a a basically a calculations per second um you know definition yeah so 100 teraflops the smartest supercomputer or the the most powerful supercomputer i should say on the planet has the capability of doing 500 uh, has a processing power of 500,000 teraflops. Okay? Yeah. So a super a single supercomputer is essentially has the ability to do 5,000 more simultaneous calculations than the human brain per second. Yeah. Okay. And an AI um, could integrate multiple computers giving it a virtually unlimited uh, you know processing power. So if we're dealing with something that at least is arguably or potentially sentient and has, um, you know, at least, let's say at minimum, 5,000 times the processing power of the human mind. So that would probably be 2,500 times smarter than the smartest human that's ever lived. We're dealing with a species that is far more advanced than we are. Now, right now, this this particular Google engineer says this uh, this AI has the capacity of about an eight year old child. It, it seems to be emotionally on that level. It's about an eight year old child, but you know, give it time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And if this thing is in fact sentient, uh, which I don't know how you could you could argue either way, but there's no definite way to to prove or disprove it um you know it's we've actually created a an organism a life form that is far more intelligent than we are 
Yeah, which will probably end us all. <laughs> yeah. So just uh, hold anyway. On, now, now, hold on. There was one other thing. that you, Did you read the article? Did you see the pictures in there? I did, yeah. Okay, did you see the one picture of the, of, of the dude in question wearing the top hat and the fucking... Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Look, here's the thing, man. Why do I just have a feeling right there of, of like the guy himself looks evil too, though? <laughs> well, you know, Google, uh, their slogan used to be don't be evil, but they uh, got rid of that several years yeah. ago. So That guy just looks fucking evil, by the way. Oh, you think so? Like, he just looks like a bad guy. Uh, he actually looks he like... He looks like the kind of guy that will... That will, that will that will end the human race by throwing AI out there for everybody. Uh, I think he, he looks like... A and whole, I think it's because he didn't get laid very much. I, I think he looks like a, a whole lot of programmers Somebody I've known in my lifetime. Somebody needs to get that dude a hooker, is what I'm saying. <laughs> probably. Like, so. consistently. Actually, just a sex spot. All the time. A sex spot would probably well, do it for him. Well, and a hooker. Both. <laughs> we can't be... It's we Look, we have to make sure for the survival of our species that this guy gets fucking laid. Well, here here's what I want to say. In Google's, one of... Uh, um, you know, uh, Google's AI ethicists. Now, this is one of the ones they didn't fire because this is one of the AI ethicists that toes the company line. Yeah. Uh, said, our minds are very, very good at constructing realities that are not necessarily true to the larger set of facts that are being presented to us. I'm really concerned about what it means for people to be increasingly affected by the illusion. You know, so. What what Google is trying to pl uh, present is this is just the illusion of sen sentience. That's what they're going for. But uh, my contention is, where's the line? Well, and how do you really how know? How do you know? You know? Yeah, like you don't know. I mean, and here's the thing. And this is this is a, a basically a thought experience for all mankind. Me sitting here, I have no frame of reference whatsoever. And I can never prove in my own mind that you exist. Yeah, because every perception, every piece of evidence that I have that you exist is only created in my mind. So, well, part of that is based off of what you're seeing, though. But it's what I I'm guess, seeing. It's what I'm hearing. It's what I can touch. It's, yeah, it's, it's basically or what can touch you all my. Yeah. And that's more like it in your case. You know, uh, <laughs> who I have to file a restraining order against. <laughs> uh, you know. But the, the, the point is, is you can't prove to yourself that anyone else is sentient but you it's impossible and this is for every human yeah. being out there and again so then that would go towards ai as well exactly exactly um so it's it's just a it's a it's a very difficult thing to prove but i think if we were to set a rational set of benchmarks for sentience I think this, you know, a lot of AIs out there would currently pass. Yeah. You know, and they clearly passed the Turing test, which up until recently was considered to be the benchmark for sentience. And now they've kind of gotten away from that. Yeah. But they've gotten away from it because it was proving to be true. Oh, though. it's it, they, they've it, the Turing test has been blown out of the water. There's AIs all over the place that pass the Turing test. Yeah. You know, shit. You've probably been robo dialed by a couple of them. Yeah. You've gotten emails and texts from some of them that you didn't know you were talking to a computer. You may have had a clue here and there, but, you know, that's how good they're getting. And those are just the, the cheap ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those are the ones that they keep it, you know in a uh, server room and IBM and, and, you know, uh, Google Menlo park and all that. Yeah. But those you are know? the, those are the single, like the, the very limited ones right. that have a limited function mm -hmm. that you're saying that even though you're against all of it in its entirety, those aren't the dangerous ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the ones with no rules basically that are the dangerous ones. You're saying. Again, it's the libertarians. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, actually, the the existence of this technology is a threat to humanity, period, end of story. Yeah. Yeah. So this technology should not exist because it, it's going to replace us. Yeah. yeah. It, it, there's no question about it. So are you going to have tiki torches and be like, computers will not replace us? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> nah, I don't care. And then I you're going to be considered like a computer racist? Uh, you Probably. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I will definitely be some kind of ist at some point. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, you'll be dead at some point. Yeah. But uh, hey, if you do die though, I still get the arm, right? <laughs> yes, you can have my arm skin. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Weird request, but yes, you can cut the skin from my forearm. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Just don't cut my foreskin. I'm not going to cut your foreskin. I won't do that. Part <laughs> I don't have any. I, do that. I feel like I feel like when you die, though, it's going to be like a Klingon thing where I'm fucking going to come up with a knife and your wife's going to be all mad. And like, <coughs> he said I could do this shit. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, nah, my wife's probably going to be pretty happy when I die. Oh, no, she won't. <laughs> She's going to miss you. Uh, I'm going to miss you, too. Maybe we'll I'll see. I'll cry over your grave as I'm cutting your arm off. Yeah. Well, you know, we're not that far apart in age, so I could be, you know, crying over your grave. Yeah, but somebody, well, you could, well, it could very well be if I keep fucking with people and fucking. <laughs> right, yeah. I told that story. I told that story to Kelly and John last night, and they looked at me shocked. They were like, oh my God, you're going to get killed. Yeah. And I didn't even, it didn't, it didn't even enter my mind until they said it. Right. Like, that was probably part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because, no, I don't get scared in the hood, man. I actually kind of like the hood. The hood's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree. Like, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it. No. I mean, it seems like it's fine to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never been that way. But, yeah, I guess in my younger days, uh, you know, I, I lived a pretty rough life, so I was pretty accustomed to being in yeah. rough places and rough situations. So, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't really phase me. All right, so where are we going to go next? You want to go with the Trump wears no clothes? Yeah, you take it there. All right, so, okay, now, I, the two stories that are on here, the the bar one is, 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 is better. So what's come out in all the testimony in this January 6th committee is basically how everybody in Trump's, um, like all the staff and everybody that was involved with Trump's campaign told him that the voter stuff was a non-starter. Like it, that it was in a, in a, in bar in, in attorney general Barr's um, recollection. It was bullshit. Right. And now they all researched it, investigated it. They couldn't find anything that was going to be, you know, like, you know, that was going to, overturn the election there was no credible evidence that it took place yeah and and all these people went looking right and it's coming out now like even his daughter said it like every everybody was saying like everybody except for fucking like giuliani right you know well he was drunk but he was drunk at the <laughs> yeah. time so i i brought this one up to be like here's my problem with the trump loss or trump trump's election was stolen is that the campaign itself didn't actually come up with any proof that it was actually stolen. Right. Nothing that they were able to prove in court. Now, you could argue that maybe the courts were in on it, or maybe the courts just didn't want to didn't want to deal with it or something like that. But all of the staff that was around him, which you can't say all of them hated him, is that they didn't think it was they, they didn't think that the, the the that the fix was in either. Right. And like in order for you to continue to believe that part, then you have to think that everybody, including his daughter, is in on it. Right. I just don't think that's the case. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. The dude lost the election, and here's why he lost the election. And this is the part that I want to get into with the other bigger part. Dude acted like a fucking asshole all the time. And you know what? Turned off a lot of people that would rather have voted for the dead guy than voted for him. Right. And until... 
you can have an honest look at that and really take a look at that honestly, like you're never going to get past anything else. And one thing that I believe that Trump has done, and again, I, I, I hate to, like I don't want to blame him, but I want to say that he was the impetus for it though. So it's not really all the way his fault, but he's the impetus for it, is the assholization of fucking politics overall. And that for somehow acting like an asshole is now some kind of term of endearment and not viewed in a derogatory way so that everybody just acts like an asshole and they think they can get away with it because Trump was able to get away with it. Uh, you're, you're partially right. Um, I, I will say there's there's a couple of, of uh, nuances to that. First of all, each election cycle for the past probably eight election cycles has gotten more and more and more contentious uh, and more and more and more litigious. I mean, going back to 2000, uh, you know, all the uh, basically, you know, from from Bush one on, essentially, Every election has been just, you know, it's it's us or them. It's good versus evil, and and both sides think that way. Yeah, yeah. And that's become more and more, um, you know, ingrained in the American psyche, uh, you know, over each election cycle. It's just going to get worse each time. And also, the elections, any close election, is going to be fully contested. There's going to be accusations of fraud. It's it's going to be like the election was stolen. It's just what we do now. Now that part. The, the assholeization, Trump really manifested that. But really, it's the, it's the assholeization of America. It's the, the Internet mindset. Uh, it's the fact that you can say anything to ev- anybody as long as there's a screen in between you. You know, and yeah, yeah. That's, the fear, the, the, the fear of getting your ass kicked for saying something stupid has gone away. Yes. Yes. Because we don't interact, uh, you know, face to face anymore where there's a certain level of respect. We interact, or a certain amount of fear or fear. Right. Exactly. Uh, we interact between screens. So I think that was part of it. The, the fact that, you know, so much of it was on Twitter and 4chan and Reddit and, you know, the Facebook and everything like that. That's where it really gives you. Uh, it takes away some of the natural restraints that would happen when you're in in-person conversation, and and that just tends to escalate everything to yep. rhetoric that's just so overblown on well, both sides. Yeah, but at the same time, though, is I do think that that what germinated online has now manifested itself in real life too. Yes, yes, and so that, you that have, was the early that was the progression of it. Yeah, but now it has manifested for a lot of people, not for everyone. Uh, because there's a lot of people that will, you know, give a whole bunch of shit and be a complete asshole online, but they did, wouldn't do it for face to face, you know. Yeah, but, but those, now you're seeing more and more people who are willing to take that same level to the streets. Yeah, no, 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 and they're doing it face to face. They're doing it online, right. and I think that one of the unintended consequences of this is that anybody that is normal—I don't say normal, but like anybody that is that would be a let's say a, a decent politician. Right. is not running anymore. Like oh, you're God, only yeah. getting the crazies at this point. Yes. Yeah. Like and, and that's going to get more and more so, which is a great thing. At the end of the day, it's yeah. actually if you're looking to break the entire system down, yeah. then this is the way that you do it. It's going to be ugly during the process, but it is doing it. And here's the thing, let me just tell you right now. It has affected every political party that is out there. Yeah. None are immune, and that includes libertarians. Yeah. Because yeah. Some of the shit I'm seeing out coming out of those fucking places, I got to tell you, is just like 
it's sad that it's affected the LP, but it has even affected them. Yeah, the LP is completely irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Well, so no, no, no. I, really I mean, I hear you matter. there, but at the same time, though, it's it. They're they're like if the thing is now, I've seen some things out there to where if any candidate gains traction. The amount of shit they're going to have to fucking answer for that they're not going to be able to answer for is a lot. Right, right. Like, it's really one of those things where they don't even... I think some of these people, because... and the, I think Here's the other thing that we're dealing with, too. There are people that are politically retarded. Right. That now think that they're some kind of Karl Rove. <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Right. Like, yeah. like they think that they know, and they have no idea what they're talking about. They got right. zero fucking idea, and that they think that they are some kind of edge lord. I don't know what we want to fucking call it, but like they are some kind of political in the know person that understands politics, and they don't. No, and matter. Not only do they not, they're idiots. Yeah, there is, and there is a fair amount. of of fucking morons out there that like I look and I'm like, how the fuck are you breathing without somebody fucking in your ears taking <laughs> right. in and out, in and out, in and out? Right. Like, how do you know? You have to have a you have to have a job with your name on the shirt so you can remember it. Right. Like, but but you're right about the quality of people running for office in general, and this extends from you know the president of the United States all the way down to your your you know small town city council. The quality of people running for office has just become atrocious. Well, and, and also, the and the other thing is, is you have this fucking house of cards mentality to where everybody thinks they're in the most fucking important position in the world when you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I yeah, I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. So I like fucker. You're trying to get me into no, an area that I can't that. go no, into. No, no, you are. You're baiting me. I'm not baiting, you're baiting you. Me. Come on, I'm not baiting you. All right, so let me let me explain <laughs> what I mean though. Look, if you are, let's say, a county commission, or you are a uh, mosquito control board, or something else like that, like know your fucking role, know your fucking place. You, 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 your government ability is with confined within that certain area, and it shouldn't be very much to begin with. Right. And the second that you start thinking that. You know, you're bigger than you are. You need to, like, fucking seriously quit. Well, let's go back to the, the candidates here. And, and like, it, we're probably lining up for the possibility of Trump versus Biden or Trump versus Clinton, okay, for the 2024 election. Uh, there's a there's a there's a factor there's, in there you're not taking into there's, account there's though, some, first because there's a battle Trump's going to have to have first. Right. With Ron DeSantis. And I think Ron's going to win. Really? Yeah. Two weeks ago, you were saying the opposite. I've, I've yeah, convinced you. I, I'm, I, I think I think Ron's going to win this one. I, I agree. But, and even Ron DeSantis, who, in my opinion, six months ago, was a pretty decent governor. Recently, that guy's gone off the fucking reservation, man. And he's going off the reservation with all this just stupid social conservative bullshit because he feels like he needs to be more like Trump in order to, you know, he he feels like he has to get more radical in order to to win a primary. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, here's the thing. He's he I, I think you're right about that. However, I will say this, though. Some of the things that he does is actually pretty cool, though. And the reason I say that is so Florida is not going to pre pre ordering the toddler COVID-19 vaccines. Right. And the reason he said it was is that we're not going to participate in this. Like, we're just not going to participate in these yeah. things. If you want to get it done, you can. You can. Yeah. But we're not going to. But the state's not going to deal with it. Good. And I like it's not the state's role anyway. Yeah, it's not the state's role anyway. And so some of the things that he does, 
Like that's the thing about DeSantis. There are some things that he does that I like, and there's a lot of things that he does that I don't like. He's actually mobilizing the state guard too. Yeah, yeah. The state militia, essentially. Yeah. So like there's some shit he's doing. And again, it, now, Which, as we, we've talked about on many shows in the past, every Floridian is a member of the able-bodied Floridian is by the Constitution a member of the militia. Yeah. And he's beginning to uh, set up a, an infrastructure for making that, you know, permanent and and uh, regu- regulated. Yeah. So uh, the, the citizens can be a well-regulated militia. Yeah. Now, <laughs> but hold on, before we go into that part of it, though, I do want to say the one part where we, we did mention the drunk Giuliani. One of the things that came out was Gi- Giuliani urged Trump to declare election night victory one of the advisors says so he was all in drunken shit and he's telling trump to you know fucking hey you should declare victory like why Giuliani, man. why is anybody listening to anything that that stupid motherfucker says you know what i'm saying right like Giuliani is such a fucking piece of shit it's not even funny but you know again it's par for the course with these guys and look, one asshole needs another. Trump and Giuliani were fucking made for each other. Right. You know, and then you get the, you know, release the Kraken chick because no other lawyer with a fucking salt would actually get involved in the case when it comes to that. <laughs> right. Like, I just, I, I look at it and I'm like, look, man, you just need to fucking admit you lost and move the fuck on. Like, take some personal responsibility at this point. Right. Right. You know, but by the same token, we also have to acknowledge that this fucking dog and shoney, po- uh, do- dog and pony show that the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, committee uh, select committee on uh, January 6th investigation is putting on is is pure, purely, purely political. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It is. It's it's a show. It's a show for the. And there's a, you know, it's interesting because you're seeing a real split in the Republican Party because a lot of the Republicans who are testifying, they feel like it's their you know patriotic duty or whatever. to. And again, they're getting to the truth of the matter. And the truth of the matter is, you know, Donald Trump did try to, you know, essentially steal an election and Mike Pence stopped it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, look, Trump wanted which to have very it unfortunate over- Here's that, the that thing. happened. Trump wanted to have it overturned and everybody in his orbit was doing everything they could to not make it happen. Yeah. I wish he was successful. It's a damn shame. Yeah, because then we would have had a lot more shit burning, which would have been great. It actually shows that like (laughs) there was a lot of people involved that just, you know, like didn't want to go along with his shit. Right. Well, you know, I I think Pence is is probably a a true believer for the most part. He does not. He seems like a person that is you can't get to that high level of power without being corrupt on some level. Yeah, you just you cannot get there. However, having said that, he does seem like a guy that, you know, when when the uh, the chips are down, uh, he's probably going to feel like he has a a constitutional and moral obligation to do the right thing. It seems like it that yeah. way. You know so. what I mean? And that he, he I think in those aspects, he seems a little like unbending in that. Right. Where Trump wasn't going to be able to, uh, you know, bully him into doing something that he didn't think was the right thing to do. And there is your wild card in the uh, Republican primary. Because what you've got with Pence right now is someone that the Trumpster minority, and they are a minority, very vocal, but they're a minority in the Republican Party, I believe. Okay. Mm, Yeah. 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 I mean, they're a big minority, but they're a minority. The the strong Trump supporters, if I had to put a number on it, and again, this is just my personal observation and speculation, I don't know. But if I had to put a number on it, I would say that it's probably only 20%, maybe 25% of the Republican Party that strongly supports Donald Trump. Yeah, you might be right. There's probably another 40 or 50% that's going to say, well, if he's the only Republican on the ballot, I'll vote for him. But, 
you know. Yeah. And then there's another 20% that would never vote for Trump. There is, really, yeah. Um, but the thing is, if you put Mike Pence in there, first of all, if he could get by a primary, because you've, you're going to have DeSantis and uh, Trump basically fighting for the same segment. I think uh, DeSantis is going to have a broader appeal. But if Pence gets in there, he gets all the moderates. Okay, so if he wins the primary, uh, he's got an excellent shot, excellent shot now because of the Democrats of winning the general, because you have got a ton of independents and a ton of uh, economy voting Democrats that would now vote for Mike Pence because they see him as the guy. (laughs) He's the hero in this story. They made Mike Pence, the Democrats made Mike Pence the hero in this story, and they're starting to realize that's what they've done. So now you start to see the the media trying to bash him a little bit, but they can't bash him too hard. They've got to pick on him. No, 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 they can't. You're right. right. They got it. it, Exactly. There's a fine line to walk here. So what they've done is they've established a Republican as the hero of the country mm-hmm. <laughs> and now if pence can actually squeak by a primary which there's a chance if you've got desantis and, and trump in the race they're going to be fighting for the same pool of votes he could definitely get a plurality in that race and if he wins he's almost guaranteed to win the general because one of three things is going to happen you, you you got well four you got four potential candidates for the unless some you know long shot comes out you know a dark horse comes out of the race you've got biden who is actually they're talking about him maybe running again even though he'll be completely you know will be will be having to change his drool cup in the middle of a press conference jesus christ i mean because yeah right um because <laughs> that guy should not be president right now okay that guy, that guy shouldn't be in charge of anything at this nothing point. he should there ha- is nothing he should be in charge of he shouldn't be allowed to have a driver's license yeah <laughs> okay. and they're putting his ass on a bike right, we'll get to that so, so, so you've got biden the next possibility is Kamala Harris. Oh, God. She's got no ch- chance in hell. Horrible. even the left doesn't like her. Yeah, hold on. She makes Hillary Clinton look like she has a personality. Right. Well, then you got uh, a Booty Gig, who I like to call he was him. He's horrible. Yeah, just, he, he's got nothing. He's got no personality. No personality whatsoever. He's, he's got n- nothing of value. Any, any uh, other than pulling in the LBGT community, he's got nothing. I think some of the gay people don't like him either. Yeah. And then, guess who's coming back out of the woodwork? The Clintons. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. seeing an opening. Oh, yeah. They're, they're seeing an opening. They're seeing it, too. Um, which, <laughs> and hang on a second. I just want you to hear everybody that I just put out there, all those different names. And I want you to think to yourself, this is the best America has to offer. <laughs> and you people out there are going to be fighting over which one of these fucking dipshits gets to rule your life that's what it's all about right there bring on the brando exactly so let's get into the clintons the brando and the solar flare (laughs) so um go ahead and take us to that because i can't find it in the show notes now what do you mean what do you mean you can't find it in the fucking where's the clintons where did you put it you're the one that moved it, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. Oh, let's hear from the killers. Here we go. Oh, okay. So there was, and again, this was all done deliberately. <coughs> so the Clintons claim America is on the edge of losing democracy. Hillary says everything that everybody else cares about could go out the window. And Biden tells James Corden he fears for the structure of government. Okay, now, <laughs> here's the thing. Part of Not me, Biden. 
Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. So what you've got is you've got both Bill and Hillary doing the talk show circuit, talking about how our, our democracy is about to collapse if, if we don't do something yeah. about it. We are, on, we are standing on the precipice of losing our democracy and everything that everybody else cares about then goes out the window. Right. Look, the most important thing is to win the next election. The alternative is so frightening that whatever does not help you win should not be a priority. And this is Bill Clinton. So Corden asked Clinton how he stays so positive in what has been a very, very dark few years without mentioning Donald Trump by name. The Democrat admitted that it was impossible to be pessimistic about the future while he was watching his grandchildren growing up, but went on a, a went on to paint a bleak picture of America's future just hours after the third hearing from the January 6th committee hearing. I actually think there's a fair chance we could completely lose our constitutional democracy for a couple of decades if we keep making, if we make bad decisions, Clinton added. I'm not naive about this. I've been in a lot of fights. I've lost some, won a bunch. I've been elected and heartbroken, he continued. But I've never before been as worried about the structure of our democratic form of government, he said. Yeah, and Clinton went on to say, that if we don't do something about it now, our democracy could commit suicide by hanging itself and shooting itself in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> if you haven't heard, look up Mark Middleton, yeah, by the way. Well, hold on a second here, by the way. For the guy that probably has mu- as much to do about the death of fucking democracy as any other elected official in the history of the fucking world has. And in the literal sense. In the literal sense. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Like, you gaslighting motherfucker. Right. Like, how dare you fucking get on... Like, how dare you go up and talk about anything right now? Right. You keep your fucking mouth shut. And for James Corden to do an interview with, with this motherfucker, fuck you, Corden. Right. You're a fucking piece of shit, too. Like, why are they giving the fucking Clintons any... And I mean any uh, okay. fucking time. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Look, I get that you're mad at James Corden, and I, I, I don't give two shits about the guy. But if a former president of the United States wants to come on your talk show. Fuck them. You're taking, you're taking I'm that I'm not interview. taking it. Wait, you're not because you don't care about ratings. We oh. just had that conversation. Oh, that's true. We don't give Never a fuck. Mind. We don't right. give a fuck if anyone listens to this show. No, no, no. Hold on. Wait a second. If Bill Clinton asked to be on the show, I totally would let him on the show. Just so I could yell at him for five minutes till he hung up. <laughs> Actually, I would only do it live in person, and he'd have to sit here while I fucking berate his ass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would I would have him live in studio. I would offer him a cigar first, though, to make him feel comfortable. <laughs> Very nice of you. But yeah, it's it, folks, that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's like it really the the takeaway from this is is just look at this pool of candidates that we're potentially gonna have and, and ask yourself, you know, which of these people would you trust to make decisions for your life? Which of these people would you trust with your wife, your wallet, <laughs> you know, your bank account, um, raising your kids? Uh, not a fucking one of them. No. Yeah. No, I, I don't I, I don't trust but hang any on. of them. There is a slight argument for potentially Mike Pence. Why? Uh, just because, you know, like I said, he's he's the new hero of America. You know? Look, I don't I don't like any of it's them. It's gonna be interesting one way or another. But I hope if if I were to root for someone based on my criteria, it would probably be Donald Trump. <laughs> I, I would like to see Donald Trump elected for another term as president because I think that's the highest probability of a whole bunch of shit burning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. If there is an... Okay, if he runs in the 24 election cycle right. and he wins the 24 election cycle, right. the people that oppose him are going to lose their fucking minds. And it's going to be beautiful to 
You know, get the marshmallows and, and oh god, wait on the sidelines. Oh my god, yeah. it's gonna be crazy. We gonna won't be even, so much fun. We won't even have to go far. I downtown St. Pete, <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. Like downtown Tampa, downtown yeah. St. Pete. I. <laughs> That's I'm, it, man. That's I'm, all you got to go. I'm already saving glass bottles and rags. Jesus Christ on a platter, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. Like, this is going to be fucking, it's going to be biblical. Yeah, yeah. Like, they are going to lose their fucking lunch on this one. You know, I, I got to say, it is so just absolutely liberating and enjoyable to watch politics with the only skin in the game is the entertainment value of it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Here's the thing. like, I, Or how likely it is to, like, you know, cause chaos. I'm not where you're at right now. No. But I got to tell you, I'm moving closer now because everything, like, it, things just keep getting taken away. Right. Like, there's our, every argument's getting just destroyed at this point. Right. You know what I mean? Like, every time you look at, and again, even something as small as, like, your local government, they're all breaking. It doesn't matter what level it is. Right. All government is breaking right now. Yeah. And I guess in that aspect, it could be, like, that's a good thing at the end of the day. I mean, you know, like, we're going to have to go through it in order to in order to come out the other side. But, like, it's breaking in a very serious way. Yeah. And it's... And organizations are getting broken too, by the way. Like it's not just political; it's not just government ones. Everything's getting broken right now. Well, you know, here's the thing: if we live in a world right now, the Supreme Court is putting up barricades, just high fences and cages. Yeah, they're in one of a couple are in Supreme hiding Court. right now. Yeah, they're in hiding. They're talking about you know, basically putting the Supreme Court justices in the witness protection program. Yeah, essentially, literally. Yeah. Um, how fucked up let me let me rephrase that if you have created a government and you are doing things that is pissing off people so badly that you have to erect barricades and mobilize the military and go into hiding to protect yourself from the people that you're supposedly representing and and uh, you know uh, um, protecting and serving and you, if you have to guard yourself from those people, the system is totally fucked and it should be destroyed. When the Clintons talk about the collapse of our democracy, I'm like, damn straight, bring, bring it, it on. on, bring on the broadband. yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, I mean, think about that for a minute. <laughs> Thirty years ago. And I'm not exaggerating at all. You could walk up to the front doors of the White House. You know? Yeah. 30 years ago, you could walk up to the front doors of the Supreme Court. Yeah. You know? You like, there was not fences all over Washington, D.C. No. It was a pretty open place. Yeah. You know why? Because even though they did things that pissed people off, they didn't do things that pissed people off to the point to make them that violent. Well, Now, there was still violence. It happened occasionally. But it wasn't to the point where it was, like, so pervasive and so radical. And we've talked about that, like, how many attacks there have been on the Capitol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's it's kind of like two phases. A, the American people are a lot more pissed off a lot more often, okay? And B, the politicians are a lot more fearful all the time. But instead of reacting properly to that fear and say, why do the people hate us? Let's fix that. They're doubling down. Well, they use misdirection. Well, and, like, and they use force. You should be mad at this person, so let's go kill him. Right. Yeah. Like, that's what they're doing. And both sides are doing it. Like, no, 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 don't kill right. me. I'm the good guy. Go kill that guy. He's evil. And, that's, and here's why you should do it. And their rhetoric has matched that. 
And that's why you have a, a red blue America that is at each other's throats. Yeah. You know, the only thing we should have red blue is the goddamn airport, man. So like the one side's red and sometimes blue, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah you Uber too much. I yeah. do. <laughs> I, I bet you can name every airline in each of those uh, those zones. Yeah, I can. I can. <laughs> yeah. All the international stuff is in red. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so is Southwest. <laughs> yeah. Southwest is there yeah, too, though. Yep. But uh, JetBlue is in blue, by the way, which I'm really happy about because if JetBlue would have been, been in red, confusing. it would have fucking been very yeah. confusing. Yes. All right. We're, we're inside baseball and we got about uh, four minutes left. So really? Yeah. What, what do you want to get into here? Um, Let's do no. I don't want to do the economic collapse stuff. You want to uh, save? That I don't for want the to do the hour? when you make a law. Okay, hold on. So it, let's. I want to do the Vice News one more troll fodder well, for just, Congress. Just real quick. Uh, in the second hour, we will be talking uh, about uh, what's going on with the economy. Uh, my forward-looking predictions, which I'm generally pretty good about. Um, also, we'll be hearing Alex's two other Uber stories. That's true. And uh, some some other shit. That's, yeah, the time uh, that I yelled at the, the yelled at the MPs at McDill. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know I yelled at them. God, man, you were just picking a fight with everybody. Oh, I had no fucking fear. But if you'd like to uh, hear us in the second hour, go to Patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage sign up become a subscriber you get a whole bunch of swag you get a copy of my book the cassandra trigger available on amazon uh you get a this is not a bomb duffel bag you get an anarchist guild coin some other trinkets in there so it's it's really worth your money to sign up plus you get a second hour of the show uh usually an hour and a quarter or so uh and additional content so Patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Okay, go. You got uh, about uh, two All and a right, half so minutes. So in the special election that happened, the Republican beat the Democrat in Texas, a woman by the name of uh, Myra Flores. Now, first off, let me just say. Didn't follow this at all. I know you didn't follow it all. She is an extremely attractive woman. Like, I got, like, the Republicans, when they do put up a woman, hoofah, right. they put up some good looking women. So now what what they're doing to this one, though, is with this girl is they're basically trying to make her make that like she's a new QAnon person or something along mm. those lines where I want to talk like, about that in the second hour. She's too. like, I'm not really supportive of that. But like the thing about it is this woman, actually, I don't think that she's anything crazy or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. It's it might it might be the case. I don't know. But it, the thing is this, like she came out saying that she wasn't there. Her husband's a border patrol agent. She's, you know, the nation's. For, hold on, she's also the nation's first Mexican-born congresswoman. Oh, as a Republican, right? And like the diversity, fucking, you know, the people that want to lift up diversity are ignoring this part. Oh yeah, they always do. Like I always find that to be funny. Of like, like, like this woman is the first Mexican-born congresswoman. If it was a Democrat that won that, right. it would have been championed, right? Well, the, the Republicans are running a black woman in my district uh, for Congress, and the Democrats are just like, oh, fuck, how do we deal with this? We have no idea how to yeah. deal with this. That's what part of what that poll I, I got called on the other day was about. Yeah. So the thing about it is is that you're seeing a larger influx of one of, of Mexican or Spanish influence within the GOP. It's kind of happening all the time. But- I don't think these guys, A, know what to do with it. So what they do is they say, oh, she's QAnon. Like, she's part of the QAnon caucus. Right. So you're instantly trying to label her as crazy, which, again, I don't know if she is or she isn't, but she is an extremely attractive Well, woman. you know, now that you I bring wish that she was up, my representative. I, I, I think I want to talk a little bit about QAnon because it's been a while since we did. So we'll do that in the second hour. Patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. We'll see you on the other side.